episode. This is my 10th. And, um, you know, every week, you know, uh, I, I just have really been loving, you know, the show so far and the, the guests that have come on. It's just been really exciting, exciting watching it grow. Uh, so I do appreciate everyone that made this possible that keep tuning in week after week because we're going across six platforms and it's interactive. So if you have something to say, if you're watching, you like what you hear, you're always welcome to chime in and you'll get a response from us. So thanks for checking us out tonight. Uh, you know, the, the mission of, of the ranch is to scour the globe for the best in indie country music. And we've been finding country music all over the place. We've been up in Canada, British Columbia. Um, we've been out in California. We've had responses from South Africa, which I think is amazing. Letting them know that love of country music is global. But today we're going a little bit closer to kind of traditional country. We're going right outside of Kentucky, about an hour from Nashville. So today we're going to talk to, we're going to bring in nice warm round, everyone for Russ Stallion. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Randy? Good, Russ. I'm so glad you're joining me today on the ranch from Kentucky. A lot of ranches in Kentucky, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. There's quite a bit. Of, there's actually uh, quite a bit of cattle in, in the state of Kentucky and horses too. Famous horse races. We all know that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. The show is called On the Ranch, but I'm in the north. I'm in Pennsylvania. And we have farms in Pennsylvania. We don't really call them ranches. Like, we have farms. I don't even know what, you know what the difference is? Am I just making this up? Is there a difference? The amount of I, land? I, I think, you know, know, you know, uh, they, I think they call them ranches out West, you know, more so, but you know, whatever. It's just yeah. whatever somebody chooses to call it, I guess. Yep. A lot of, a lot of nice land with, Maybe ranches. I guess there's farming on ranches too. I don't know why I'm getting hung up on this, but Kentucky has a lot of horse farms too. So on ranches, so it's all good. Yes. So you are my, my 10th show. It's kind of a big show and it's kind of interesting because you are a traditional country artist. Uh, yes, ma'am. And Russ, why country music? What brought you to country music? Well, you know, I, I grew up listening to country music and uh, my my grandparents, my parents, uh, you know, everybody uh, loved country music. And, uh, you know, I, I always loved country music. Uh, 
I had an aunt that uh, worked in the country music industry. Uh, she worked for uh, Acuff Rose Publishing Company in Nashville, and uh, which was Roy Acuff, you know, and uh, uh, she worked in the, uh, for that company uh, for years. And uh, she would always tell us stories, you know, at my grandparents' house about the country music industry. And that sparked some interest in me as well. And, uh, you know, uh, grew up singing uh in church and of course we we sang hymns in church and uh eventually learned to play the guitar and uh sang uh, bluegrass music uh played uh with some friends of mine and we we would play and sing bluegrass hymns and uh you know uh, sing hymns and and uh gospel songs and uh, but I always loved uh country music and uh, would love to watch the Grand Ole, listen to the Grand Ole Opry and uh, uh, man, uh, of course I love all different types of music. Uh, and of course, when I was a teenager and through those years and through college and, and stuff like that, I, I listened to some rock and roll too and different types of music and all different types of music. But, uh, but always, uh, always came back to country music and, uh, had a special place uh, for me and, and always has and always will. But uh, then, uh, you know, eventually uh, came to this place where I started writing some country music and, uh, and uh, I've written some, some country songs. And uh, uh, it just, uh, it, I think it resonates with me because that's the kind of life I've lived. Uh, I've lived uh, uh, the lyrics that I write. Uh, it's not just something uh, that I pulled out of, uh, you know, out of blue sky. It's, it's about my life and it's about, uh, the lives of people that I know and, and people, uh, that I've lived around and, and, uh, things that I've seen and things that I've experienced. It's not just, uh, uh, something that I talk about. It's something that, that I've actually lived. So anyway, there's a lot of interesting things that you're, you're that you're saying there, and it's and it's interesting how people kind of deviate in their teenage years, but seem to come back to the country music, you know, and see it as a lifestyle. How is your lifestyle different as a country artist that you're not a rock and roller? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what uh, a rock and roller's lifestyle is exactly like, but uh, I can tell you what my life's like. Uh, I, I was raised on a farm. Uh, uh, I can tell you what it's like now. When I get up in the morning, there's Amish people uh, driving horse and buggies down my road in front of me. Uh, I, there's only one house I can see anywhere around me uh other than row crop fields uh i could see the sunrise um i i you know i i don't know uh i'm from a very small town uh which there may be rock and rollers that are from small towns i don't know you know uh i, I talk like uh i talk like a hillbilly <laughs> i don't know you know uh I don't know what, uh, I don't know how to compare my experience to theirs, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm just country. I don't know. Right, <laughs> I, right, right. I, it's probably pretty, pretty obvious and pretty evident that, that, that that's who I am and I don't try to hide it, but uh, 
I think there's a lot of things, though, that we would have in common as human beings. It's just that I'm authentically uh, uh, and, and I'm not I'm not I don't I don't think that makes me better or worse than anybody else. I'm just country. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's just kind of, you know, uh, the, the, the hand that life dealt me. Uh, I, I was, I was, uh, I think Alabama's the group that had a song called I was born country. Uh, and that, that, that really describes my life. I, I, I wasn't, uh, I didn't try to become country. <laughs> I was born it's country here. and, and that's the way. Into it. Yeah, I really, I really was kind of grandfathered into that. And, uh, uh, and so when I became a teenager, uh, you know, uh, we go through those, uh, that that kind of stage where we want to be maybe something that uh you know we want to kind of rebel against whatever you know society or or i don't know maybe not society i don't know but you know what i mean we want to be maybe something different or whatever but then as we get older we maybe kind of steer maybe back towards our roots of of uh you know, mom and dad get a lot smarter as we get older and things like that. You know what I mean? And uh, we realize maybe we weren't as smart as we thought we were. And they were a lot smarter than we thought they were and things like that. But uh, right. but anyway, I'm just rambling on here. That's uh, all right. Uh, yeah. My whole point simply being that uh, my experience is, is country my life experience is, is just being country. That's what I know. And so that's what I have to write about. So. (laughs) And tell you to write about what you know, and it it seems to be what you identify with. And it, and it says, does seem to be a lifestyle for a lot of people who like listen to country music. They try to bring this into like their, their daily life, you know, the sunsets and small town and trying to keep it simple almost. Yeah, I think I think that uh, you know th- this is just my personal opinion. I think that if you, if you try to write about something that you are not, you know, uh, I, th- I think that that's where you get into trouble. Is is uh, any for anybody for any aspiring artist is trying to be something that you're not. Uh, authenticity uh, is is where it's at, and I think uh, I think that. Uh, being inauthentic is the kiss of death when it comes to artistry. I think, I think that because uh, we have to come from our, for, for artistry to be what it needs to be, it has to come from our soul. It has to come from our heart, it has to be genuine. And so, uh, and I, I think that people can sense that and they can, they can tell it. Uh, I, I really believe that uh, I give people credit uh, that they can, that they know, uh, that what is coming from an artist is genuine, mm-hmm. and uh, and so uh, and so we have to we have to be about what is genuinely us. And so, uh, with that being said, uh, I try to write about what uh, what I know about. So, and who I am. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the first song we're going to hear from you is "Do What You Got to Do." Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, <laughs> it's a it's a fun little song. Now, you know, people will 
take a song and they'll try to make it about all different kinds of things. And, and uh, I don't care what, what people might say or think about it. I don't really care what anybody wants to uh, say about it, but I, I know what I wrote the song about. Uh, I just wrote the song about just basically minding your own business. Uh, you know, uh, and that's really what it's about. We live in a society with, you know, with social media and all that different kinds of things where, you know, uh, people are always watching everything that you do and, and they're, you know, they think they're being slick and smooth and watching every move you make and everything you post and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, uh, we live in a society where you, maybe people, you know, we're, we're, you and I are probably being monitored right now by <laughs> who knows what or who or what, whatever. And that's all whatever. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Uh, but uh, with all that being said, uh, there's something to be said for minding your own business, you know, uh, staying in your lane and, and, and doing what you do, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, what somebody else is doing and, and, uh, you know, world would be a whole lot better place without a lot of the gossip and, uh, you know, trying to tear other people down and, and talking bad about other people and saying things and, you know, uh, but, but anyway, um, well, you know, that, that, that's really what I wrote the song about, you know, Hank Williams was, uh, uh, the genius that originally wrote the song, mind your own business, you know, yeah. and uh, in, in, in some ways uh, this song is just a kind of a takeoff from that of, you know, uh, you know, mind your own business, uh, mind your own, I say mind your own beeswax, <laughs> you know, but uh, the way that song uh, came about, I'll tell you, it, it was really uh, happened quickly. Uh my producer, Buddy Hyatt, we were going to cut a song that I had already written. And uh, it was the day before that we were going to cut that at Hilltop Studio in Nashville. And uh, Buddy calls me up on the phone. He goes, hey, man. He says, you got anything bluegrass? Because most of the stuff that I write is, is country. And Buddy goes, hey, man, you got anything bluegrass? I said, what do you mean? I said, uh, well, not really. I said, I've got a little chorus that I've written. And I had written the chorus for Do What You Gotta Do. And then that's it, just the chorus. I'd just been playing around, you know. Uh, do what you gotta do. Just mind your own beeswax. Tend your own garden, too. Well, anyway, <laughs> and it was just being silly, you know. It was just me being right. goofy. And, and that's sometimes I'm goofy like that. And uh, and I said, well, I said, I've got this little chorus I've been messing around with. But I wasn't really thinking that much about it being bluegrass. But I said it would work for bluegrass. And, I said, uh, that's it. And he, said, he said, man, he said, boy, if you got anything bluegrass, tomorrow would be a good day to do it. And I said, well, I said, uh, let me, uh, give me a minute. I said, let me, let me work on this for a little bit. So I got off the phone with him and I went back and I worked on it, worked on it, worked on it for a little bit. And I came up with the lyrics of do what you got to do. And I sent that, made a little video and I sent it back to, buddy and I, I said what do you think about this he said oh man oh man we got to cut that we got to cut that tomorrow I said really he said yeah we got to cut that he said we're going to burn it up too he said we're going to make it like a 
we're going to make it like a Ricky Skag, you know, fast, really fast, burn it up bluegrass. He said, Dan Tomiski's going to be there tomorrow. He's going to be playing the mandolin that day as a studio musician. He said, man, we're going to burn that thing up. I said, all right, man. I said, that'll be fun. We'll have a lot. He said, we're going to have a ball with that thing. I said, okay. All right, let's do it. So I go in and we cut that thing. Man, I mean, they did. They had a ball with it. They were they were, they were all hee-hawing and laughing and cutting up in the studio. The studio musicians were. And, uh, sure enough, uh, you know, uh, Dan liked it and he agreed to, uh, he, he liked it enough that he agreed to uh, sing a duet with me on it. And uh, so he did. And so uh, he sings the second verse of this song, Dan Tomiski, who was uh, in the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He sings the song, uh, Man of Cost of Sorrow. He's got 14 Grammys and I have zero. So uh, he's got 14 more than I've got. <laughs> That's my little uh, not funny joke that I tell. But uh, anyway, uh, he agreed to uh, to do that, that song. And uh, man, uh, he just does a fantastic job. Uh, of course, uh, makes the song fantastic. And uh, he sings harmony with me on it, plays mandolin, burns the mandolin up onto the song. You'll get to hear it here in just a minute. But uh, it was just a really just just a wonderful experience to, to get to do that. And uh, it, it was just one of those moments that just kind of happened. It just kind of it just kind of, you know, you ever have one of those moments that just kind of happens. Mm -hmm. And that it came together so quickly that, you know, it's meant to be, you know, and it, it really, it really was. And uh, uh, so anyway, all right. Why don't we give it a listen? All right. people and I don't stick my sniffer where it don't belong it's a full-time job cleaning my own closets fixing all the things that I do wrong do what you gotta do just mind your own beeswax and tend your own garden too don't care how you raise your rooster it ain't my cockadoodle do so just do what you gotta do How you're bringing home your bacon ain't my business How you scramble up your eggs ain't my concern And I'm too busy cooking my own breakfast To smell your biscuits when they start to burn Do what you gotta do just mind your own beeswax and tend your own garden, too. Don't care how you raise your rooster, it ain't my cock-a-doodle-doo. So just do what you gotta do. Choose to do behind closed doors Won't be 
Checking underneath your bed for dusty, dirty spider webs. I'm too busy sweeping my own floors. Do what you gotta do. Just mind your own beeswax and tend your own garden, too. Don't care how you raise your rooster, it ain't my cock a doo So just do what you gotta do. Yeah, do what you gotta do. Just mind your own beeswax and tend your own garden, too. Don't care how you raise your rooster, it ain't my cock a doo So just do what you gotta do. And we are back with Russ Stallions on our 10th episode of On the Ranch. And we are streaming across platforms. If you're watching, you have comments for us. We can we can read them here. So don't be shy. Send them all along. Um, that was do what you got to do. And I have to tell you, Russ, I work with troubled teens. And I work with middle schoolers. And they're always in each other's business. And... <laughs> I don't know how to tell them that it doesn't get any better. <laughs> that it goes on all your life. Just learn how. I, you're right. There are times when people just overstep and yeah. it goes too far. And social media doesn't help with a lot of that. Right. You know, it yeah. just spreads a lot of stuff. But you and I, we met social media on a UK site, right? That's true. That's true. So there's a lot of positives to social media too. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. I belong to a lot of different groups, you know, always on to look for, you know, up and coming indie artists and we belong to a UK site. And I sort of heard some of your videos and stuff and decided to have you on the show, but here we are, we were both on a UK site from the United States, which I just thought was kind of funny. So I know, right. We had to go all the way across the ocean to find each other. Across the pond. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, but I love Brits. And I got to tell you, how many of those other artists are country artists from around the globe? And I just find it fascinating that, again, we see it as a way of life, how we think. Mm -hmm. And there are pockets of it, like, everywhere. It's just not Nashville, which I really find fascinating. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Some good talent. Sparky, it was a, uh, Sparky works really hard for his artists too. He has a show. Yeah, he really does. He sure does. And, uh, and I'm I'm so thankful, you know, to to met Sparky. And then of course, if I hadn't met Sparky, I wouldn't have met you. So that's right. That's <laughs> so, right. It's nice to make connections, and that's what I like to do. On especially, he he brings a lot of artists on at once. I try to do. I can only handle one at a time, right? You know. Right. <laughs> I'm new with it. One at a time is all I can do. But he's got like 10 people like commenting all over the place and he does a great job of it. I, know, so, I don't see how he does it, honestly. <laughs> he's got a bunch of shows per week. I, I, I'm trying to keep up with the post on that site and I can't. It makes me dizzy. But I, I know. I have to do one in the morning. I got, I got to do one with Sparky at 8.30 in the morning. So I don't see how he I know. Up. He puts up his times and you got to do the math. Five hours for me. You know, and I'm like, oh, I went the wrong I know. way. You know, I, blah. 
I know. I I, I was I was never math was not my favorite subject. <laughs> no. No, you and me both. You and me both. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. I can't be doing this. I can't do algebra. Although I was better at geometry than I was at algebra. I remember yeah. that. I like I lunch mean... and recess myself. <laughs> right? right, right. Maybe some art. You know what, Russ? I didn't even like our music classes because they made us do a lot of things that I wasn't into, and I yeah. don't know. You know, I had a I had a cool class in high school. Uh, I had I had art class with a guy named Mitchell Bryant. And you know what was cool about art class is he let us listen to music right. while right. we were working on art. If we were painting or working with uh, clay or whatever, I was telling somebody about this the other day. That was so awesome that he allowed us to listen. Now we didn't get to choose the music. He chose the music, and All it was. Right. But but that was cool though. It was usually late seventies, early eighties. It was soft, light, soft or light rock, but it was the cool stuff. It was the good stuff. It was the stuff that you and I would probably. I bet you liked the stuff that it was. It was like the BGS. It was like the. It was the. I good, was yeah. If I started naming the uh, Hall and Oates, it was the yeah man. And that's the kind of stuff. It was the light rock '80s. It was the it was the good stuff. And man, that's what we got to listen to the the good. And that's what we listened to. And he allowed us to listen to that while we were creating. And I've never forgotten that. And that I don't know what it was about that on the the stimulation of the music while we were using our hands and using our. But there was something about that that. Well, it relaxes you and you're yeah. allowed to be creative, you know, mm -hmm. and I remember that. And you said that my art teacher let us, as one of our projects, recreate an album cover while listening to music. And we tried a different cover, like music that people were doing. It was kind of cool. I'm like, why can't more classes do this? Why can't they let us listen to music while I'm like, typing class or something stupid I had to take? Yeah, we're yeah. doing homework. Let us listen to some music. Like, yeah, seriously. yeah, I second that motion. I like, I like, if the, but his deal was we had to behave. If we did, if we didn't, if we didn't do right, he would take the music away. So, so it was a reward for you know what I mean. So yeah, you can use that yeah. as a you can use that as a takeaway, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. it was a it was a wonderful thing and. Uh, uh, anyway, I've never forgotten that. And I think that was a brilliant move as a teacher as well, you know, in his Yeah. Problems. You know, now a lot of schools, kids have laptops and stuff. And some teachers are, are kind of Nazis about no headphones, no headphones. You will not listen and relax, you know, like, but some of them say, all right, you're doing homework. If you want to put your earbuds in, you know, like, that's cool. I mean, use the technology. Yeah. You know, yeah. I yeah. feel bad for teachers now, though, with AI. I mean, in a, in a drop of a hat, you know, they could go to an AI and get their homework done, like do an essay on this and AI, you know. Yeah, I don't I don't know how they're going to I don't know how they're, they're going to handle that. <laughs> I don't know. They're doing their writing songs, too. I tried it and I thought the songs were terrible. 
but yeah. some artists are using it. I just use it for marketing. You yeah. know, that's not my thing. Yeah, that that's uh that's above my pay grade and I, I honestly way above my tech skills. So <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. We got another song. I want to hear some of your music here. Um Hardwood okay. Floors. Yeah. Um I can tell you about that song. Uh I wrote that song that uh that that song came out of uh just thinking about uh and the song's kind of self-explanatory, uh, thinking about, you know, uh, our family get-togethers. You know, usually around the holidays, always, our family would get together. Uh, and not specifically on one side, actually on both sides of the family, we would get together. And, and you know how, how it is. You, you all crowded together and into, a, into, you know, grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And all the families together and everybody's crowded under the roof. But you you get together and everybody's together and you'd have food and, you know, whether there was presence or not, but there was, it was really more about being together and, you know, maybe there's music, there's laughter, there's, there's fun, there's people telling stories, there's uh, all different types of activities going on, you know, kind of like the movie Christmas Vacation, there's all this activity going on, you know, but it's really more about being together, you know, Uh, but uh, life uh, happens in those moments and you know yeah you know uh and the how the mo- the song is about hardwood floors but the hardwood floors inside the house you know uh, uh the houses you know that we live in uh you know a rocking chair maybe makes scratches on a floor but the moments in life is when mama's rocking the baby in the rocking chair right so the the rocking chair creates the scratches on the floor, but that's that's the moments that life is happening. So that's the that's the moments that's creating my life, right? My life is written in the scratches. See the years on every board, lines oh, that tell a story on these beat up hardwood oh. floors. So that's the lyrics of the song, and you I mean you'll hear it in the in the All song right. there. So there you go. Let's listen. All right. a lot like wood grain It's got scars and seen its share of pain But it's stronger than the oak trees that grow down memory lane My life is written in the scratches See the years on every board Cooking in the oven Smell the love that filled the air Looking back now It's so hard to believe That my whole family would fit in there My life is written in the scratches See the years on every 
They're telling stories in the den. Lots of music, jokes and laughter. Memories of way back when. My life is written in scratches. See the years on every board. Lines that tell stories on these beat up hardwood Rush, you stressed me out for a second there, but you're back. You're back. Um, and we are on the ranch for our big 10th uh, episode of, of the show, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, and I have to tell you, when I think of country music, I think imagery. And Russ, that song, Hardwood Floors, the imagery, I mean, boom, that's country music. You just, yeah, you brought everyone into a room and remembering the hardwood floors you know, or the floors growing up and they had marks that were our memories of, of our, of our childhoods, you know? So that was a really sweet tune. And we have some listeners. Paul was listening. He liked it with some people chiming in, which is nice. We could see that. So, um, you're muted. Hold on. Let me unmute you here. Uh, uh, for some reason, I can't. Um, for some reason, I'm not able to unmute you. Did that work? Yes. I, I, I had myself muted. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, my wife probably would tell me I need to do that more often. <laughs> I need <laughs> to mute switch, myself switch, more switch. often, right? Yeah. What are the, there has to be a show with some technical issue because then it wouldn't be a live show, you know? <laughs> Like last week, I couldn't log in. I thought we were live and we weren't, you know, yeah. sound issues this time, but we're back. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. My wife okay. and I, we have a, we have a safe, we have a safe word. Uh, when I talk, sometimes I get to talking and I talk too much. Uh, I have a, I have a problem. Sometimes I overshare. And uh, so I will, I will uh, tell too much or I will talk too much. And so uh, the way that she lets me know that I'm, oversharing or telling too much information. Uh, 
is pancakes. So if she said, <laughs> I don't know why, but if she, if she says pancakes, then I know that I'm, I should be quiet. <laughs> It's time for me to be quiet. So I do need to you, mute myself, right? Do you get pancakes? So that's just the safe word. Like, if, yeah, if she says pancakes, then it's time for me to stop. <laughs> it's time for me to be quiet. That's great. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Let's go back to something else we were talking about <laughs> earlier. Um, you were listening to country music. At some point, you started writing. Yes. Was there something happening at the time or you just wanted to join that? You wanted to be part of that? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, I wrote uh, uh, the first the first real song that I wrote. I actually ended up, ended up uh, singing in a contest. And I think that's where I kind of gained a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, maybe felt like maybe I could do this. Uh, I wrote a song about uh, uh, it was it was a love note that my dad had written to my mom uh, and, and my, my father had passed away. My dad had uh, pulmonary fibrosis Ooh. and uh, he had to have a double lung transplant. And uh, he lived for about another year after that. And he passed away and uh, he had written a love note. So we took, he had written a love note to my mom at, at a Valentine's day banquet that said, and my dad was just like, he was like country. And if you think I'm country, my dad was way, he was way more country than me. And he, my dad, <laughs> he was like cornbread country, man. He, he said, he said, he wrote his love note to my mom and he goes, uh, it, his, <laughs> he's supposed to write a love note and his love, his little note said, uh, as, <laughs> I start laughing when I tell it, he said, as long as I got a biscuit, you got a half of one. That's what he said to my mom. <laughs> that was his little note to my mom. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I wrote a song about that. That was the hook. <laughs> as long as I got a biscuit, you got a half one. Oh, and that was the song. That. And so I, I got I got a song that I wrote called uh, "As Long as I Got a Biscuit." And um, <laughs> and so <laughs> so that's the song. But anyway, and that and I, I sang that little song at uh, a little contest thing and and uh, uh, that that kind of sparked that for me, the songwriting bug for me. And uh, so, you know, here I am <laughs> on your show now. So, uh, yeah. Got to come a long way from biscuits, but yeah, yeah, I still eat them. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, eat them. I, I love. Yeah, it. I love uh, it. I, I probably should eat gluten-free ones, but yeah, uh, I don't. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to eat gluten-free stuff and you know low carb, but uh, yeah, I love biscuits and gravy, man. You know what? When I moved back to Pennsylvania, I was living in New Jersey. Uh, one of the things I finally, you know, I saw on the breakfast menu was the sausage and gravy was back and cream chip yeah. beef on toast. And I thought I was in heaven. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm at, it's going to make me want to go to Cracker Barrel when I get off. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'll meet you there. Let's go. Let's right, go. right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got another song coming up. And it's kind of, um, uh, when the new wears off. Yeah. And, 
And that's kind of interesting point in relationships because everything starts out shiny and new and glitzy. And then you have to settle in and decide if that's where you want to be. Yeah. You know, uh, I'll tell you about that song. Uh, guy uh, played guitar in Nashville for years, Rod Riley. Uh, man, that dude is a, a monster guitar player and he's a good guy. And uh, he hit me up one day and said, Hey, man, he said, What do you think? What do you think about this song title when the new wears off? I said, I think that's a good title, man. And uh, so I uh, started thinking about that. Co wrote this song with an, another uh, person at this song. And uh, uh, I'm I started thinking about my, my, my wife, my, and my wife's relationship. We've been married for 30, over 30 years. It'd be 31 in July. So, you know, we got three children together, uh, two boys and a girl and our, our youngest, our daughter will be 18 in January on January 11th. So, uh, we've been down the road, you know, and, uh, so we, we've been down these roads together. Uh, and, uh, I'm, this song is, uh, I've lived this song and, uh, um, it's called when the new wears off and, and, you know, you just said it just a minute ago, uh, we go down these roads in relationships and, uh, but, uh, Hey, uh, uh the, the, the shiny wears off, you know, it, when in marriage and in dating relationships and any of that, uh, and sometimes even, you know, in friendships after a short period of time, even, mm. you know, uh, it's and, true. That's uh, true. That's true. yeah, I mean, you know, uh, but, uh, then it, then it, then it gets down to commitment, you know, it gets down to, um, how much do you truly care for this person? Uh, what, you know, and, and things of that nature. And I know, I know relationships are complex and there's all the different things that they go into that. And, and this is, this is not any, any way to, uh, brag on because there's there's so many things that can come into a relationship that can cause a relationship to end and all that type of thing and so and so uh, when I talk about my 30 years of being married to my wife that is in no way bragging about uh, the success of our marriage I just feel grateful that we are still together I feel grateful not not bragging because uh, it, it is uh, by the grace of God and just uh, she's put up with me and, you know, I put up with her and we, we've uh, stuck it out together. We've been fortunate to avoid pitfalls. We've, uh, it's just, uh, uh, you know, life is hard, difficulties come, things arise and, and, and just, uh, you know, uh, the new does wear off and, you know, uh, and so that's what the song is about. Uh, and, um, you know, we chose not to trade each other in. So, uh, I'm very, very grateful for that. And, oh, that's, um, so that's what the song's about. So, all right. Why don't we get <laughs> a question? Yeah. All right. Traded my old pickup for a brand new set of wheels. 
Upgraded my cell phone Cause it gave me a good deal My old house it wasn't big enough So I bought a brand new spread Just replaced my laptop Cause the old one it was dead And when the new wears off of you Thought this whole thing over And here's what I'm gonna do I won't ship you off I won't trade you in They don't make them like they used to I'll just love you all over again When the new wears off of you Get better with the passing of time Like this old handmade saddle Or a bottle of red wine When I was a younger man I chased the things that shine Now we're both getting older But you're still in your prime When the new wears off of you Thought this whole thing over And here's what I'm gonna do I won't ship you off I won't trade you in They don't make them like they used to I'll just love you all over again When the new wears off of you When the new wears off of you I thought this whole thing over And here's what I'm do. I won't ship you off, I won't trade you in, they don't make them like they used to. I'll just love you all over again when the new wears off of you. Yeah, I'll just love you all over again when the new wears off. That's very sweet. We're back on the ranch with Russ Stallions. If um, calling all um, in country indie artists, Americana artists, if you want to be on the show, you can just go to my website, randyoneal.com forward slash shows. And there's a form you can fill out to be reviewed to be on the show. Uh, we're a platform for, for blast music 24 seven. So I always thank Troy Saha for all he does to help support my show. This is our 10th show. So all the listeners and fans really thank you every week for tuning in, uh, giving us comments because it is interactive. We can see your comments. So if you have any questions for us, for me, you could throw them out, out all out there, but you guys seem to be digging his music just as much as I am. So thanks for tuning in. So Russ, where can we find Russ? Oh, you know, um, 
I don't have a website right now, but you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, all the all the music, uh, you know, anywhere music platforms. Uh, I'm, I'm out there. All my stuff's out there on all the music platforms, you know, YouTube, you name it. Uh, all under Russ Stallons, R-U-S-S-S-T-A-L-L-O-N-S. Uh, it's out there. And uh, so and a lot more songs, uh, you know, these just a few songs here tonight. But, man, I got a few more. So uh, go check it out. I mean, I, yeah. I think I listed every place you could find me. I don't know. <laughs> well, what about your live shows, Russ? You're, you're in Kentucky, but you're close to Nashville. Um, yeah, uh, most of the time. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah, I just uh, asked yeah, I, I usually play, uh, you know, when I play, I, I play uh, songwriter rounds, uh, places like the Commodore Grill in Nashville, uh, places like that. You know, I played the Bluebird uh, in Nashville. I played uh, places like that, you know, songwriter rounds. I haven't played a lot of stuff like, you know, with like full band or anything like that, uh, you know, uh, but uh, that's something I would I would I would like to do, you know, at some point. Um, but uh, ha haven't haven't really had a haven't really had a lot of opportunity to do that. But uh, maybe maybe that's it. Something that I can get the opportunity to do in the future, you know. It's uh, always a lot of fun when you bring in pieces. Um, but I love the songwriters in the round. That's we yeah. call that up here. We yeah. call that Nashville style. We yeah. Have different yeah. artists but that's my Absolutely. favorite yeah i mean i love playing with the band you know when we played when we we're cutting songs in the studio it was a lot of fun and uh there there were supposed to be some opportunities where i was going to get to do some stuff with the band and you know it, it didn't didn't pan out but uh you know maybe maybe in the future that will work out you know i hope so you were you working on some new songs uh yeah trying to work on some stuff right now that uh you know hope we get to get to put out there in the future so winter is when i hunker down because it's cold and i don't like uh, cold weather yeah, i it's dark at 4 30 man you know what else <laughs> is there to do but you know grab yeah. a blanket and you know grab a guitar yeah yeah write some the heat. <laughs> right right Right. So far, it hasn't been too bad. Today, we got a lot of rain, but I, I always say it could be snow. So, you know, yeah. rain, let it rain. It's, mm. you know, end of December and it's still raining here. So, you use, you know, every now and then we'll get snow in December, but usually, usually start snowing in January here. That's when we start getting snow. But it's been such wacky weather patterns that it's, it has. Yeah. Is it El Nino or Nina or I don't know. Yeah, there's one off California, there's one off our coast, the west, the east coast, and it's just yeah. global. I don't even know. Have to get out the farmer's almanac. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the farmer's almanac. But then again, yeah. I just go out to the farm and I see if the cows are up or if the cows are down. I still yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally uh, stuff like that. All you have to do in Kentucky is just wait, wait till tomorrow to be different. It's just something different every day or, you know, 
24 hours, it'd be something else. Tornado, rain, windy, snow, cold, hot, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, would Mary Golsby has a comment that we should be on stooped up. And I don't know what that is. Maybe can you give us a little bit more information? I mean, I'll definitely, I'm writing that down. Check right. it out. Is that another you know, website? I'm always looking for indie music friendly sites. You know, Spotify takes so much of yeah. our, of our. I mean, I mean, what? 0. 0.004. Oh, yeah. And now the all, algorithms changing. You'll make more, but you have to work harder for it. Yeah. Right. So. Um, yeah, and what I do is, of course, I use uh, I use. Um, TuneCore, and then they just send it out to all the different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, distributor, and uh, they send it to everywhere. And I just, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I just let them send it to everywhere. Well, yeah, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, um, Jamie says things tend to run in eleven-year cycles, influenced by sunspots. <laughs> Jamie's yeah. my uh, my bass player, by the way. Yeah. I mean, uh, we have a show coming up, so yeah, yeah. And sunspots could be eleven-year cycles. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it it would be you know uh, financially advantageous if we could go back to selling CDs, but you know, you know. I still have them. People, some people still have them as like souvenirs. You know, I always try to put a cool yeah. cover on it. You know. Um, make sure I sign it. Yeah. Um, because some people it's a souvenir now nowadays. Yeah. I've I've come yeah. to realize that I I can no longer play CDs in my house. My my one computer died, my laptop, and it was the last one with a CD player. So yeah. I'm, I'm I think, joined the ranks of can't play a CD. I think what I think what people don't understand, uh I, I mean, and you know, I guess. I guess maybe I took me forever to understand is that the only way you make any money uh, is, is to play live music hmm. that and sell a t-shirt. And so, you know, if people won't buy your t-shirts and you can't play live music, you can't make any money, any money, you know, music. So, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. There's, there's probably some other small things. you can Well, that became clear during COVID. Yeah, when a lot yeah. of artists, you know, there's no way to go, no place to plug go. So we all went on stream, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of the streaming platforms. And I think a lot of artists, I know Ellis Paul does this. Uh, he has a Patreon account and a fan base. And, you know, it's a monthly service. And he plays to them regularly on, on that streaming site. So there are some revenues, but it's a hustle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it's 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 a, there's so many different aspects to our business. Yeah. So, all right. Jamie you gotta has, love it, though. I mean, you, you do. It's, kinda... it, it's not a question. It's not a yeah. question. Of what you gotta do. So Jamie says you can buy a CD hard drive player. I know I have one, but they're wonky. They don't always play the CD right. I had them. I had one with work. And um, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 
there it's an external hard drive right that you can plug into it but um they skip a lot they're they're a little dubious i've i've had them so it's, I, it's, I find that it's kind of like raising cows no. <laughs> yeah you just put it out yeah. the don't do it don't do it yeah you you, you don't do it but to make money you do it because you love it <laughs> so oh, yeah. music right you you don't raise cattle to make money you raise them because you love doing it and you the horse, business. The music. The horse yeah. business is that way you yeah. raise horses because you love horses yeah. you're going to pay the vet bills or yeah. stable fees all of that because right. you love it you know and we do music because we love it right you know? same thing same thing same yeah. thing yeah you, you have to have a job to support your habit <laughs> right. right jamie's like true well although jamie is a classically trained bass player so he actually plays in a symphony and um some of his bread and butter right now nice so, yeah if you like chamber music i don't know <laughs> it's a good gig anyway Russ, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. My yeah, man. I've really enjoyed being on here, Randy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, well, I'm glad we connected in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> the Cyberspace UK. Yes. Uh, and on one, of our, uh, one of our shows that we go on there with Sparky. So glad we connected. Um, and I... Hoping you a great holiday. Any last thoughts for our for our people watching? Uh, no, just uh, have a have a Merry Christmas. I'm going to go actually to a Christmas gather a family gathering right now and have pizza with all my brothers and my mom and my nieces and nephews and my wife and my kids. So that's the way to do it, man. No, that's, people, that's the, amazing. You know, it's the people that matter. It's the people that matter. I'm in cookie making mode, and with my festivities start Thursday night with my one songwriting group first party. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be yeah. fun. Again, great having you on the show. I want to wish everyone a happy holidays, and um, there'll be no show next week. Um, and the following week is New Year's Eve, so we'll be back uh, first week in January, and we will see you back here on the ranch. I'm on the road, don't know where it goes. I'm on the road, follow your heart, and won't let you down. Follow your heart, take the steps beyond.